Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What, what, what's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. And, uh, we've got something a little different for you today. Um, kind of in the eleventh uh, hour, uh, I get a call from Jack uh, saying that there is there's there's sickness in the house and. Uh, our normal recording schedule got thrown off again. If you remember, this was this was you know this was me a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, and uh, uh, Jack was very gracious and giving me kind of the week off. Um, so we're gonna do the same for Jack this week. But I didn't want to leave you guys in the lurch without an episode. Um, so uh, it's just me. All right, we're running solo. All right, uh, there's no guests. All right, we're gonna have a very candid conversation. Right, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the reformatory's version of the briefing. All right, so that might be either good or bad. I don't I don't know what your connotations are with the briefing, but <laughs> this is gonna be um, just it's gonna be a shorter ep. Uh, but I wanted it to be an encouragement. I wanted to actually, uh, you know, provide some sort of content for the week, and hopefully, um, at the end of it the overwhelming opinion is that it, it was better than nothing at all. So if I can reach, if I can reach that barometer or that, if, if that's the, if that's the point that I can reach that, you know, it was better than nothing, then I will have considered this a success. All right. So that's, that's, uh, that's just kind of where we're at. So we wish Jack the best. Uh, we wish, uh, uh, his fam the best and we pray, you know, that things get, uh, Get get healed up, healed up there quickly because it's going around. It just kind of seems to be uh, the thing that happens. So uh, we're praying for him. Hope he heals up, and um, and uh, we're gonna run solo today. So it's me and you. All right, uh, we're just having a you know a candid fireside chat. It's getting cold out, right? So pull up your uh, you know you know pull up the the nice like lo-fi right autumn music. Maybe uh, maybe pop yourself some popcorn. Maybe, you know, have like a hot cider, right? Or a hot, hot cocoa, all right? Gather, gather the kids around the fire. And uh, it's going to be just, you know, a little candid conversations with Josh. That's, that's what's happening today. Um, 
All right, we're going to get off that shtick. Um, but uh, something I wanted to do uh, for you guys is I'm a, as as I'm sure it's well documented at this point. I'm a massive Spurgeon fan. I love Charles Spurgeon. I find his sermons, his writings, his insights, the, even the his turns of phrase, the way that he'll phrase things, I find it so beneficial and so helpful in so many different ways. And he's just been a massive point of encouragement for me over the years, um, and and more so. The you know you know the older that I get, the longer I'm in ministry, the longer I'm you know, seeking to give, you know, myself to the church um, and and to serve people in that way, I find Spurgeon just to be very, very comforting. Um, Spurgeon was one that was not, um, you know, he, he wasn't one to mince words, which is something that I appreciated about him, but he always found a way to bring it back to Christ, bring it back to the gospel in, in an amazing way. Um, and he was not one that was without uh, pain, um, frustrations and sorrow in ministry, right? Anyone that knows just a little bit about kind of his um, his ministry and his personal life knows that he, he was a man that was struck, you know, frequently with depression and anxiety and had some very tumultuous uh, uh, times in ministry. But his focus never wavered, and uh, he always brought it back to the gospel. He always brought it back to Christ and Christ being our sufficiency, and that's something that I always really appreciated about Spurgeon and continue to appreciate about him. Uh, excuse me, continue to appreciate about him. Um, and one of the resources, I'm sure many of, if not most of you guys know of this resource, but one of my favorite resources from Spurgeon is the morning and evening devotionals that's out there. You can find them on Amazon. I think Truth for Life, uh, Alistair Begg, I think uh, puts put together a really nice book, and basically what it is is it's just it's it's a morning devotional and an evening devotional from Spurgeon, and it's just words that he has written about particular passages of scripture, and it's split up into three hundred and sixty five days, um, and it's something that I really enjoy, and it's and I I, I always recommend it, uh, and obviously it's not to you know replace scripture. Uh, but it's supposed to come alongside, right? And as you are studying scripture and as you are, you know, diving in, you know, to to the word of God, I have often found that, you know, the words of Spurgeon um, have been an excellent resource to come alongside that as well. So it's the morning and evening devotionals by Spurgeon. I find them really helpful. Uh, and I th- thought what I would like to do um, for you guys today is is read the one for today. So I'm recording this on November 7th. Um, so I'm going to read the morning devotional for November 7th. And I just thought it would be, uh, it, it would just be hopefully an encouragement to you. I know it's an encouragement to me and, uh, and I hope, I hope you guys enjoy it. So like I said, it's going to be a shorter ep, um, but I wanted to read this to you guys. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit. Like I said at the beginning, hopefully it's better than nothing. So (laughs) as long as we can reach that bar, I think, I think, I think I'm fine. (coughs) Excuse me. So I'm going to pull up this article right here. This is very high tech stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're getting real high tech here, and I'm just uh, I'm actually over on BibleGateway.com. It's actually a pretty great resource. It's online. It's free. Um, they have you know a bunch of different scripture translations and things like that. If you're wanting to copy and paste scripture, I use it for sermons a lot. But they also have all of Spurgeon's morning and evenings on there. So that's where I'm at right now. If you don't have your uh, actual you know devotional book with you, or if you don't have it, just head on over to Bible Gateway. 
they have them there, and that's where I'm going to be reading from this morning. So this is the devotional from November 7th, and this is the morning devotional. So this comes from uh, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16, where it says, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. This is what Spurgeon says. He says, No doubt a part of the wonder which is concentrated in the word behold is excited by the unbelieving lamentation of the preceding sentence. Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my God hath forgotten me. How amazed the divine mind seems to be at this wicked unbelief. What can be more astounding than the unfolding doubts and fears of God's favored people? The Lord's loving word of rebuke should make us blush. He cries, How can I have forgotten thee when I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands? How darest thou doubt my constant remembrance when the memorial is set upon my very flesh? O unbelief, how strange a marvel thou art! We know not which most to wonder at, the faithfulness of God or the unbelief of his people. He keeps his promise a thousand times, and yet the next trial makes us doubt him. He never fails. He is never a dry well. He is never a setting sun, a passing meteor, or a melting vapor. And yet we are as continually vexed with anxieties, molested with suspicions, and disturbed with fears, as if our God were the mirage of the desert. Behold is a word intended to excite admiration. Here indeed, we have a theme for marveling. Heaven and earth may well be astonished that rebels should obtain so great a nearness to the heart of infinite love as to be written upon the palms of his hands. I have graven thee. It does not say thy name. The name is there, but that is not all. I have graven thee. See the fullness of this. I have graven thy person, thine image, thy case, thy circumstances, thy sins, thy temptations, thy weakness, thy wants, thy works. I have graven thee, everything about thee, all that concerns thee. I have put thee all together there. Wilt thou ever say again that thy God hath forsaken thee when he has graven thee upon his very palms? Friends, the absolute glory of this truth that we as God's people, his chosen people have been graven upon the hands of Jesus Christ. As if with every 
pound of the hammer that forced the nail through the palms of Christ, our names were written in blood upon those same hands. And believe me, I understand very well what it is to doubt these promises. I have been this person that Spurgeon speaks of so many times, this person who who has experienced time and time again the faithfulness of God, the graciousness of God, the power of God, just as Israel did in the Old Testament, and yet I still doubt and I still come to to the sea and, and complain and think about how better Egypt was. And time and time again, the Lord proves faithful in my faithlessness. He is the everlasting Father, full of grace and truth. Everything he does is perfect, and everything that he does, everything that comes to pass is for the good of those whom he calls his own. And this is what, in my opinion, one of the most shocking, unbelievably amazing truths is of the gospel is that even in my unbelief, even in my doubt, when I am actively doubting the goodness and faithfulness of God, he does not cease to be faithful. Even as I question his goodness and his will for my life, he still proceeds to show me the same amount of love, the same amount of grace, the same amount of mercy, and the same amount of faithfulness as he did before I was doubting. And the reason for this, my friends, is perhaps the most glorious truth that we Christians can confess. And that is that it is because of Jesus Christ and his righteousness, his sacrifice on the cross on your behalf, his goodness, his life, and his faithfulness to fulfill the will of his Father, that is the reason that you are held so tightly in in your Father's arms. Because it's not by your will or your effort. It's not by, by your striving or your persistence. It's because of the work of Jesus Christ on your behalf. And the work of Jesus Christ is a work that will never, ever run out. And it will never, ever lack strength. So when Christ leads you into that throne room, We are called to enter that throne room with what? Confidence, right? Not confidence in our work, not confidence in our ability, but confidence in the one that leads us in there and points to us and says, Father, I have purchased this one, this feeble, this weak, this faithless sheep. I have purchased them. And because I have purchased them, when you look at them, You see me, and the Father says, let it be done. My friends, what glorious truth is this? That even in our doubt, our names are not removed from the palms of our Savior because he put them there. 
If you're like me, you often find yourself doubting. You often find yourself uh, in the throes of anxiety and questioning, you know, the goodness of God and, you know, how, 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 can, how can these circumstances here now, how can these result in something good? And friends, I can tell you as one who has experienced it, not only just intellectually or theologically, but but through through seeing it, through seeing the faithfulness of God, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well. There is no circumstance that we come to in this life that is a surprise to our Father. There is no sorrow so deep that our Savior does not understand perfectly. There is no storm too fierce or no waves too high that our Savior does not walk upon those waves as the sovereign Lord of them. And in that sovereignty, He is also good. And that's what makes His sovereignty a comfort. So friends, as we traverse this life with all of its joys and all of its sorrows, let us be people that come back to the understanding of what it is that Christ has done for us. That our names have been graven on the palms of our Savior in blood. And because of that, we are a people that need not fear. We are a people that need not doubt because our Savior has proven his faithfulness time and time again. And take hope. Take hope in this. That even in your weakness, even in your feebleness, you will doubt and you will fear because we battle against this flesh until the Lord takes us home. But even in that fear and even in that doubt, do not for a second question your standing with your Father or the faithfulness of your Savior. Because the promises that God has made to you and God's faithfulness to you, God's mercy to you, His grace to you, has been shouldered on the strong and unwavering shoulders of the carpenter of Nazareth who lacks no strength, who lacks no power, and who lacks nothing that is needed to give you what you need in the moment. And sometimes it is the moment. Sometimes that grace that is sufficient for us is sufficient for the very moment. And we look to Christ to supply that sufficiency again for the next moment and the moment after and the moment after. And sometimes that is the stage of life that we're in. But your father is no less faithful. He loves you. He is there with you. And you will see his faithfulness time and time again because your names are written on the palms of his son. So my friends, I hope that this is an encouragement and that you, you know, from 
the words of Spurgeon from our little discussion here, perhaps see maybe a little bit more, a little bit more clearly how much your heavenly father loves you and how much he has provided for you in the person of Christ. All right. In those moments of fear and doubt, go to Christ and understand that Christ understands everything you're going through because he went through it first. We have a high priest that is able to sympathize with us perfectly. And that's what makes Christ and his gospel so truly wonderful. So, friends, I hope that this um, was an encouraging, you know, ep. Uh, I, you know, we're not, uh, we're not um, obviously at full strength right now, waiting for Jack to get better and, and all that stuff. But, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that this was encouraging for you guys. And, um, yeah, yeah, I hope that you will take that encouragement and give it to your brothers and sisters in your local church because I guarantee you, you're not the only one that's struggling with the things that you're feeling. You're not the only one that's experienced the things that you've gone through. You have so many brothers and sisters in the church that can sympathize with you and can come alongside you and need this reminder. They need the reminder that Christ is with them and that no matter what their circumstances are, Christ has not forsaken them and he has not let them go. So my encouragement to you is to take these wonderful truths, the wonderful truths of the gospel, and give them to your brothers and sisters. Give them to your deacons. Give them to the members. Give them to your pastors because they need them. They need to be reminded of how glorious Jesus is and what a wonderful uh, a balm to the soul the gospel is when we give it to one another. So that would be my encouragement to you guys, and I hope uh, I hope this has been encouraging. I hope that this is uh, this is something that, again, I hope it was better than nothing. <laughs> so that's that that's my goal. Is as long as we can get past the, you know what, it would have been better for you not to put anything out. <laughs> I think I think we've I think we've had a successful recording session. So I'm going to let you guys go. We're going to look forward to next week. Hopefully Jack will be back up at full strength then and we'll be able to get back to our local church talks and the cigar reviews and all all the things that that we love about the Reformatory. Um, But like I said, didn't want to leave you guys hanging uh, with another week of of no eps. So I hope this was encouraging to you guys. We really, really, really appreciate all you who listen. Uh, Really do. It's something that, that it's still, you know, every time I upload an episode and I see that we got listens on the last one, it, it still floors me. You know, we've been doing this four years now. Um, and the fact that you guys still listen and still engage and still appreciate the content, uh, just it really warms my heart and it, and it makes it, it makes it worth it. And it really makes me thankful, uh, just, just for you guys. And that we're all, we're all mutually encouraging each other in our commitment to the local church. And it's something that, uh, yeah, it's something I, I don't take for granted. And I, really and and I know I can speak for Jack um you know very very well on this as as well it's not something that we take for granted it's something that we're uh, we're very very thankful for we really really appreciate all you guys who listen and who you know you share the episodes and all that stuff so um yeah really appreciate you guys we we really do thank you um that being the case all right uh, you can uh, follow us on all the socials right the instant gram right goes well with chocolate and marshmallow as Jack would say uh, the Facebook, right? The Metaverse, and over on X, 
or formerly known as Twitter. All right, and we do uh, just like every podcast does. We have a Patreon, and that's where all the fun stuff happens. Um, so you can head on over to Patreon. You get extra eps every week. You get uh, just exclusive exclusive content that we put up there. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. We really enjoy our patrons. They're they're really awesome. Um, and then uh, we're on YouTube as well. So if you want to see me, you know, rolling solo, you can head on over to YouTube and uh, give us a little uh, a little follow on there. Maybe some some likes, some comments. Maybe ring the little bell for notifications so you know when we drop stuff up there. And that would be awesome. So that's about it. We're going to get out of here. I'm going to let you guys get back to your week. And uh, hopefully, like I said, next week we'll be back up to full strength. So we really appreciate you guys listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.